0: Hello, welcome to Waypoint Church Online. My name's Jim, one of the leaders here at Waypoint Church, and we are so happy that you are engaging with us uh, to be able to worship with us, whether to hear God's word with us, whether uh, just to be, know well, it's not the same, but just be part of our Waypoint family. You know, if you are watching this or you're viewing this, and uh, you don't know us particularly well, or you'd like to get to know us a bit better, then please um, hit up our website and uh, send us through a message. We'd love to help you feel connected uh, into Waypoint Church a little bit more to get to know some people within the church as well. Uh, it's great. That uh, this week um, we are going to be speaking about something that I think has been on I think a lot of people's hearts recently. Uh, I won't say too much more than that, but um, I'm sure Mark will uh, say it later on in his sermon today. Um, but it's um, it's been an amazing week this week for me personally. I've uh, I've been had the privilege of being able to sort of journey with lots of different people this week and. Uh, speak into people's lives and uh, pray with people and uh, a lot of the theme of this week has been, um, and last week as well, has been about kind of beginnings and endings and uh, new things and fresh things and stuff that perhaps people that I've, I've come into contact with have never considered before but are now looking forward to in the future and I really feel like God is doing something new again, something fresh again. I won't say any more than that but um, I'm really praying for you, uh, and, uh, wanting to encourage you if you're in a season right now, perhaps where you're looking for a new beginning, or perhaps you're just at the beginning of a new beginning, um, or perhaps, you know what, you're, you're coming out of a season that's been really, really difficult, uh, and really painful. And, uh, if that's you, and you really, really want some prayer, then please, please, uh, use the, uh, online, uh, contacts that we have. If you're on the online church this morning, then please use the prayer function on that. But if you are watching this through YouTube, or you're watching this uh, at another time, then please just ping us an email. We'd love to, to stand with you, to pray with you, and to uh, support you as well, especially in this particular season. Uh, I would say much more than that. Um, I guess linked, I suppose, to New Beginnings uh, is that this week we've kind of headed back into church a lot more. Uh, we've been in the office a lot more, which has been really cool, and getting to actually mix with people and see people again, which is something that really um, kind of fires me and inspires me. So that's been really exciting. Uh, one thing in particular is that in one office there's a new person and uh, for those of you that know, uh, we have employed Keith. And um, Keith has been, will be heading up our discipleship and overseeing small groups as well. Uh, Keith is a fantastic guy and a lot of fun. There's not many things wrong with Keith except for the football team that he supports. So um, that's, that's a shame, but I'll let you um, talk to him about that. He would love to connect with you. So just ping him an email, um, check it out again on the website and uh, he'd love to connect with you. He has got such an incredible heart uh, for people. But more so for jesus you can't kind of come away from talking with keith and not realize quite how much he loves jesus and his desire for everyone that he bumps into to uh, have that same passion and love for jesus as well so um i challenge you get to know him and uh lean into him as well Hit, listen to him he's a great guy a lot of fun and um yeah that's enough right i want to pray before we hand over to the worship team uh, this morning uh, and uh, they'll lead us in some awesome worship, and then uh, we'll we'll go into to today's word for us. Let's pray, Father God. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You're the ultimate start and finish, Father. There is, uh, there is nothing that uh, is outside of you. You are sovereign over all, uh, Father. Those of us right now that are at the beginning of many new things perhaps uh, it is that we have kids that are going heading off to school and we're anxious so we're worried about that lord i pray that you will uh just bring your peace and your love into those situations father i pray for those young people that are freaking out about um school going back to school going back to college whatever the next stage of life might be that lord that they will know your presence with them those of us that perhaps are coming out of a really painful or difficult season father i pray that um we will know and sense your presence Lord at this time uh, just be close to, to us oh Lord I pray and Lord now just help us to turn our minds to worshiping you father to to remove distraction um, father to to remove hurry and to remove um, all those other things that can often just kind of uh, get in the way of our worship and our and our devotion to you father I pray uh, Lord that we'll have eyes um that will be lifted to you, voices that will be lifted to you, Lord, whether we're sat in our beds, whether we are sat in our studies, at home, in the garden, going out for a walk right now, Father, I pray that we have eyes that are lifted and voices that are lifted to you in worth and in worship, Father. Yeah, just come, Holy Spirit, I pray in your powerful name. Amen. The reading is from Isaiah
1: 43, verses 14 to 21. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, ...who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together... ...and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland... The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. To give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Way back
2: at the beginning of the year, which does seem a bit of a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Uh, Many uh, churches and organisations um, we're sharing their their vision for 2020, and they they lent into that phrase 2020, a 2020 vision. This is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. This is all the exciting plans and goals we have. And we shared some of ours as well. And it's a really good thing to do to have plans and goals for the year. Um, but what happened was something a bit unexpected. Uh, as you all know, I did point out at the beginning of the year when we were sharing some of our goals and objectives that, that 2020 vision is not perfect sight when it comes to our eyesight. What 2020 vision is, a, it's a measure of how clear the acuity of your eyesight is. And if you have 2020 vision, what it means is that you can see at 20 feet or six meters in new language um, what an average person can see. So if you have 20-20 vision, well done, you're average in your eyesight. Uh, Many of us who are above or below average uh, with our sight, uh, we we know that when you go beyond that that distance, things get a bit blurry and and unclear. And just two months into um, this year, things didn't just get blurry. Things around the whole world changed in ways that no one could have predicted and no one knew. It changed how we met. Um, it changed how we greet people who we spend time with so who we're allowed to spend time with Um, it impacted work finances just every aspect of life around the world was impacted it was unprecedented as has been said a zillion times before but it seriously was and um, there's there's an increase of fear and uncertainty And, and the truth is although things are trying to get back to normal The virus is still there. There is still the same risk. There is still that uncertainty out there. Uh, And what is normal and and how is the rest of the year and next year going to unfold? We're still not sure. Just hold that thought for a moment. Um, Every year as a church, um, the elders gather together around October, November time. uh, And we seek God, we pray and fast and just say, God, is there a specific verse or or phrase that you want us as a church to lean into for the year and uh, we we came across a verse in Isaiah, Isaiah 43 verse 19 and it says this, it says, see I am doing a new thing. Now October, November time, we had just moved into our new building. Uh, we, we knew that there, there was finally space for us to do things that we've had to postpone because our old building was too small. So we've had space. We, we have um, new people already coming in. We we're finding just people walking in and, and we're going, there's something new happening. But we really felt the whisper of God is saying, yeah, yeah, but I'm doing something new. I want to do something different, not just the same, but better. I'm doing something new. So we shared this verse with the church in, in January. We shared that. Remember, remember that the card, the image that we have uh, of this verse of Isaiah 43, 19 of I am doing a new thing. Now, I'm not sure what triggers in your mind when you hear the word new. Some people love new. They love new ideas, new clothes, new things, new options. New is, is the best thing and they chase after it, embrace it and they love it. Um, other folks find new a, a little bit more of a challenging or even a threatening word. As in, you know, well, what's wrong with the old? Uh, what, why, you know, old friends are the best friends and, and probably even now, why can't things get back to normal, the old way of doing things? But what we've discovered with coronavirus is sometimes, actually most of the time, newness has little to do with our preferences. It has to do with how we engage with the circumstances around us. When we come to this verse in Isaiah, it's really important to understand the context in which it was given. It was written to a people who were in slavery in Babylon. The people of God who, who once knew great things of God, God had done incredible things and had, had moved and saved and changed things around. And they knew that. But as time unfolded is what they found is they, they drifted away from God, got a bit casual with God. Um, sort of God was at the sideline. Pop them in when you need them and push them away or, or just ignore God completely. And as a result of their ignoring God is they found themselves being attacked and taken into captivity into Babylon. And here they were. They were a thousand miles from their homeland, from the place where they wanted to be. They felt trapped. They felt powerless. They felt hopeless. They didn't know how things were going to unfold. They just didn't know anything. And you might relate to some of those feelings. And in that context of this uncertainty and, and trappedness. God says this through the prophet Isaiah. Guys, guys, see, I am doing a new thing. Now, there's some truths in this verse that I, I want to pull out, which I think they are really important to them two and a half thousand years ago and really important to us today. That, what does God mean when he says, see, I'm doing a new thing? I, I think three things, really. Okay, The first thing is to lean into is, is this is it's so important. It's vitally important. In fact, it's crucial that we focus on the source and not all of our solutions. I'm not sure if you've ever um, played God. I mean, not not in reality, but you, you thought as in, if I was God, I would fix this thing by doing that. I would wipe out all suffering. I would take away all nastiness. I would just do this and do that and do the other. And then we often spend our time trying to manage God and saying, well, well, God, you know, if I was you, I would do this. And it's obviously the better way of doing it. And so our prayers are, God, can you do it my way? God, can you solve it in this way? God, can you sort it out like this or like that? Or, or maybe we're not quite as, as bold or blunt as that. And we may go, well, God, look, you did it in the past. Can you do that again? It's almost like we remind God, oh God, remember you did that in the old days and and remember, you you know, you, you freed us from slavery or oppression or you you sorted that problem out. Do that again. So I reckon this is what the people were doing um, in, in slavery in Babylon is they're going, look, God, you once saved us. You once did a mighty uh, uh, Red Sea. You parted it for to get us out of the area. You then collapsed and got rid of our enemies. You did something really great. God, can you do it again? Can you save us from this situation? But God says something really interesting in this verse. If you just flip back to verse 18, he says this. He he says, look, forget the former things. Because see, I'm doing a new thing. Now, he's not saying that the former things, the things that God has done and said aren't important. Just a few chapters later in Isaiah 46, verse 9, it actually says, um, don't forget the former things. So the Bible isn't contradicting itself here. What it is, is is it's encouraging the people, encouraging us as well to focus on the source and not our solutions. It's so easy to put all of our focus on what we think God should do and my solution. And I would do this. I would do that. And we miss the source, the, the one who actually is the creator of all. If you check out verse 14, the one who is our redeemer, the one who saves, the one who's the holy one above us all. The creator in verse 15, we can forget that God is the source. And we spend all our time chasing other things and we, we miss the source of, of the new thing. When we look at us as a church and God, you know, and our world, and we're so often wanting our world to be fixed and our, our situation to be changed and our church to, to be better and our lives to be better and we, we focus on our solutions We need to remember right at the start, this verse is telling us that the source is what we need to start at, is we need to come back to God. We need to put God at the centre, spend time with God, focus on him, allow him to be the one who changes everything. It's so important to do that. As a church, we were planning this year, back in January, you may remember, we, we had planned opportunities just to, to gather more as the church family to spend time uh, focusing on God in prayer and worship. We wanted to encourage in small groups and encourage in big gatherings and small gatherings to say, look, just spend time, not after the answer, but be, be after the one who gives the answer, the source. Obviously, COVID stopped lots of things, so we, we've had to do it in different ways. Uh, doing things like this online, encouraging small groups to, to meet I'm in Zoom meetings with the hour of prayer we're gathering. It's, we, we are so certain, and so convinced that, that God is the source and that's who we need to keep leaning into. That, that that's what we're planning going forward is how do we do that more how do we gather we need to be convinced i think many of us are hungering after social interaction we want when will church meet again when can i meet with people and if we're honest a lot of our motivation is just because we miss each other and that's really good and that's really important and we do need to And we're working on ways of that but i wonder are we as hungry after god as we are after just meeting with one another There's nothing wrong with wanting to meet with one another. That's a good thing to do. But if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, hunger and thirst after God ways, there we encounter the source. That's where we find the new things spring from. Keep coming back. Encourage you. Lean in. Press in. Individually, small groups, as bigger groups. Let's keep going. God, we come to you. God, the source comes from you. You are the source. The answers come from you. this is what the verse was saying to these people who were in slavery who are feeling hopeless and powerless and 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 trapped he said focus on the source see that i am doing a new thing come to me the second thing we learn from this verse is that that god's plans are bigger i said earlier that that they would have been referring back to the red sea in verse 16 and 17 the, the, the sort of the imagery there of the red sea that wiped out the egyptians Uh, And uh, I'm sure that many people of the time were saying, God, can you do something spectacular? Can you save us from this trap and isolation? Can you just swoop in, God, and take away the coronavirus and make us all back to normal? Take away suffering and make make the world a nicer place. God, can you come and do a spectacular intervention, as so often our prayers are and we want God to do? It's an easy thing to, to fall into, an easy trap or position to take. I remember um, with our church building over the whole long journey of having to raise a heck of a lot of money. So many times I prayed, sure, many of you prayed, God, just give us a million pound or two million pound. Just give us a massive chunk of money that makes a way so that we can build and and connect with more people. And uh, there was a clear absence of, of that check of a million pounds. Instead, what we found is that by a whole bunch of us just regularly giving, sacrificially giving month in, month out, and and we've built an incredible building. And, and we still need to lean into that because we still have to pay for the mortgage on this incredible building. But I'm wondering, what is more spectacular? What is a bigger solution? A million pound check, isn't that great? Or the faithfulness of a community that continues just to give to see something happen. In some ways, I think it's the multiple people giving regular amounts, which is the bigger solution. Way back in the 1700s, let's keep contemporary here, uh, there was a, a very famous uh, designer called Lancelot Brown. Uh, you may know his nickname, which was Capability Brown. Uh, th- this guy was known for um, coming into stately homes and, and changing the landscape around around them. Now, he didn't just change the landscape like to put a pond there and a lovely row of trees and a formal garden. This guy thought big. He He would say, OK, we're going to Take that village, which is upsetting our sort of our, our, our perspective. We're going to move that village. We're going to dig a valley there, this massive river. Let's change the course of that river, that forest. Let's rip out that whole forest and plant another one there. Now, I know that's 10,000 trees, but we'll do it. He thought big and massive and over a long period of times, lots of work that took decades to, to come into fruition. But he was known for just thinking massively. And you may see on programs now, they'll say, oh, this is a capability brown uh, landscape. It is huge, the scale of his solutions. See, God's solutions are bigger still. Often, I think our big is instant, but God's big is much longer. And, and this is the the solution that, that we hear in this verse. It's because in the past, Uh, When God came in, it was a big wave that came in and and, and cleared a path and then wiped out the enemies. But this time God is saying, see, I'm bringing streams of water into the desert. I am going to not wipe it out. I'm going to transform the whole situation by the streams of living water that's going to flow in and around. And, And streams don't dramatically change things fast. It's a slow, gradual build that transforms everything around. We see that solution in Jesus. We know Christmas, we celebrate of God becoming one of us, Emmanuel, God becoming in flesh. And He comes a baby, which is remarkable. But then I, I find it quite remarkable for the next 30 years, God in flesh, walking this earth, nothing. We don't hear anything. God is with us, but we're not. He doesn't he seems doesn't seem to be in a hurry. And then at the age of 30, he gets baptized and and starts doing and saying incredible things. But he's also in this little backwater place of Israel. In the Roman Empire, it was a little backwater place. We know that he's falsely accused, dies, and rises again. He changes the landscape of eternity. And yet, it doesn't grab headlines, It, it doesn't change the world immediately. What it does is it just touches people's lives dozens and hundreds and then thousands. It's like a river that starts and flows. And then when we hear that, when we encounter this this resurrection power of Jesus and we share that with other people, it's a river that flows further and further. A contemporary of Isaiah was Ezekiel. And in Ezekiel 47, uh, we are given a picture of of a river coming from the temple, the temple which is where God dwells and um, in the old testament there's a river and as the river flowed out of jerusalem the temple and went further and further the river got wider and deeper and richer and more life abounded as the river flowed further it got stronger and i think that's a brilliant picture on on how big god's plan is when he changes it's not just a wave that wipes things out it's a river that wants to transform our whole landscape and not just for a few you'll know in our reading it talked about even the jackal and the owl um, outcast and, and moving animals it's it's saying that that God's blessing isn't just for the few to save the few it's to reach all people the insiders and the outsiders those who feel that they're far away and not loved and those who think they deserve God's saying no no all can benefit from this flow of love of my solution God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. We need to come to the source because he is the source that's going to change our community, our world, our lives, our workplaces, our schools. He's the one. We need to keep coming to the, the source of that. But we also need to remember that God's plan is big and he does it by lots of streams of water, the living life of Jesus. When you encounter that, it changes. As a church, at the beginning of the year, we... We were setting out some of the, the areas, of the streams that we were wanting to encourage. Uh, you'll know the cafe. We are really excited about opening our cafe in April and to be a place where people can gather and also encounter to Jesus. Uh, we wanted to encourage small groups to, to be meeting and doing activities. We we're planning on starting a thing called Kintsugi Hope, which is a, a course that helps um, those with, with mental health challenges. Uh, We we were really encouraging lots of ways. We had plans to to reach new people, those on the fringe and those in the middle. Just how do we reach them? We we were planning on um, using our building. We're finishing off a building, wanting our community to come together to find a place of home and, and bump into Jesus, not just in the cafe, but the other things in using our building. We advertised for someone to oversee our discipleship in small groups, to invest in there, to help us to be better disciples and to make disciples. Uh, we, we had lots of plans, which then all went on hold in March when this virus kicked in and everything stopped. But it's interesting that God's river didn't stop. We immediately, we went online as a church. And uh, what we're doing now is, is we're, we're actually making plans to continue to go online, even when we can start meeting physically. We intend to have an online version going at the same time, so more people can be reached with the truth of Jesus. Small groups, many of small groups are meeting on Zoom meetings, and we're hearing reports from loads of small groups that people are actually being more committed to their Zoom meetings than they were when we are physically gathering, so more people are connecting. We kicked off an Alpha course a few weeks ago, and more people applied to Alpha online than ever, uh, applied to the to come to the physical one and we're excited about planning on running more of those. Kintsugi Hope we're also going to be starting online as well as uh, parenting courses we're planning on at the end of October. There's online opportunities and the river keeps flowing. When it comes to um, our that appointment of a discipleship and small group we appointed Keith Foster. Keith has just started this this month Really excited that Keith has joined us, and you're going to have opportunities to meet him, and, and he's an amazing, gifted guy. But one of the interesting things is he's also uh, an expert in how do cafes um, use that opportunity to share Jesus. He's doing a PhD in how cafes can share Jesus, and, and that's, that's way bigger than what we were initially expecting. You'll also know during uh, this time we, we started our Help Hub and we're just touching hundreds of families with, with food and practical ways. And we totally plan on continuing Help Hub. It won't be quite as big as that, but we think this is a thing that God wants us to continue to, to invest in our community for years to come. So in, in many ways, coronavirus stopped lots of stuff. But it didn't stop the river because the river is flowing in new ways and God's plan is bigger. And we're going to be going online faster. We're going to be reaching more in the community, more opportunities to for people to encounter the living hope of Jesus. See, God's plan is bigger. He's the source. His plan is bigger. But then it's really important to remember this river idea is, is that we are also not, we're not taken over by it. It doesn't flood us. It doesn't wipe us out. It's, we're invited to step into it. We're invited to step in. The the incredible offer of Jesus is not forced on any of us. It's an offer of love and life and hope. If you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling under a burden of guilt, if you're feeling just separate from God, he says, you can step out of that desert and into my river of life. It's an invitation that we need to step into. That Ezekiel passage where I said that, that river came from the temple, the river got bigger and bigger. It talks about it's like ankle deep and you go further and it goes waist deep and then it goes to your, your neck and then you can swim and the life goes deeper and deeper. The good news of Jesus, the new thing of God is that there's more to encounter and he invites us to, to go deeper, to step deeper. Some of us here, we, we may still be on the sideline. We're still going, I've never really put my foot into the water. I've never touched and encountered the life of Jesus. I want to encourage you, step in. Step in and, and feel that refreshment encounter him. Others of us, we were just in the paddling zone. It's like we're ankle deep, maybe knee deep. And, and, and maybe we were once deeper and we pulled back a bit. Or maybe we're just nervous about going deeper into God. I want to encourage you. There's more of God, of God's goodness, of God's amazing plan that he wants you to encounter, to experience and to be part of. This term, we're in September and we're just starting a new term. We're going to do a new preaching series from next week. We're going to start hopefully seeing some new things happen as lockdown lifts and changes. I want to encourage, don't just be, oh, what activity can I get involved in? But say, God, I want to focus on the source. I want to step into your your bigger plan. I want to be available for you to use me. And I want to see your life flow out. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? It's happening. Will you join it? Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you are bigger than any challenge that we face personally, as a nation, as a world. You are bigger for you are the savior. You are the redeemer. You are the holy one. You are the creator of all. You are the source. Father, we come to you and say we we need you. We want to join you. We give our all to you again as a church, as individuals, as small groups. Father, I pray that this coming term, as we lean into you, as we step into your river, that we will see more and more people encounter Jesus. Those on the fringe may step in. Those who are in may step deeper. Father, and I just commit that I will be part of it, that we will be part of it. And God, will you do something new? We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus the living water, the one who brings new life. Amen. Thank you for joining us. It's really good to gather and really important to keep coming to the source. Uh, And God is the one who changes everything. Uh, This term, we're going to be doing some new things. We'll keep you informed on that. I hope today you have an incredible day, but step deeper into him. Connect with other people. Give them a call. Have a meal. Let's keep seeking after God and seeing more individually and as a church. Have a great day.